ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, May 14th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Center is made pure. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. It's Friday. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Just uh, a semifinal match in soccer between Marshall and North Carolina. I mean, just... Just a most important soccer match at this point of the Marshall soccer program. You know, not much really to talk about. So I guess we could get Jake Griffith on again. He's, of course, the lead talent. He's the voice of HerdZone.com. If HerdZone.com had a voice, Jake is the guy. So Jake's been, of course, uh, following the soccer program all season long. He will give us an idea of what we can expect tonight between Marshall and and North Carolina. So we're going to talk about that later on. We'll take your phone calls. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Looking forward to interacting with you. That's it. That's that's the story today. It's Marshall Soccer. I mean, what else do you talk about? This is a semifinal game for the right to play in the championship on Monday, being played at Wake Med Soccer Park. Going to be broadcast on ESPNU. Marshall has defeated number 23 Fordham, number one Clemson, and number eight Georgetown. The Tar Heels defeated Charlotte on penalty kicks. They beat Stanford and they also beat Wake Forest on their journey to the Final Four. So Marshall has some familiarity with them because, of course, Marshall has played Charlotte. So you can look at that film easy, and you can see some things there. I'm confident in Chris Grassy. Whatever the outcome here, I know Chris Grassy's going to have his team prepared. I've been impressed with what he has done with the program his entire time here. He has transformed this program into one that believes it should be playing for national championships. It should be competing on that stage on a yearly basis. It has energized a fan base. I mean, how hard was it years ago to get fans to maybe show up and watch a soccer match? How hard was it? And now this thing has taken off. So I'm excited. It's happening tonight. And, of course, if it happens, Marshall wins Monday. We'll come up with something big on Monday. Whatever happens today, uh, if Monday we're talking about a national championship, we are – We'll come up with something. I, I don't know. I don't think McConaughey is going to come on the program. I don't think Pennington's going to come on the program. I don't think we're going to do anything like that, but we will come up with something. I, I don't know if I have to – I don't know if I have to get Grassy on ahead of time. I don't know if he'll do that. Maybe I can get him on a couple hours before. I don't know. We'll come up with something because that's my hope. That's my hope. Tonight we'll know. Monday is going to be either – wall-to-wall Marshall College Cup National Championship, or uh, I think we'll be coming over here into this thing on Monday just a little bummed out. That's my kind of feeling on it. So it's it's all or nothing. I'm going to steal that from the herd. All or nothing here. And again, this has been a, a, a weird week because if you have known me for a long time, you have been part of my life for a long time, you have followed my career, you know that I have not been as kind to the sport of soccer over the years. I have not been a 
major supporter of soccer, even though I have given more airtime than most to soccer over the years here on the radio. I have given more attention to it than most people have. But yet, I am not on the soccer bandwagon, but here I am now driving the bus. I'm driving the bus. I'm opening the door. I'm taking in new passengers. We're I would have driven the bus down North Carolina if I thought I could get away with it today. I thought I could just not show up for work and drive down to North Carolina. I would have taken the bus, and we would have all went down and watched this thing. And so that's where we're at right now. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun talking about playing for a, a trip to the national championship? How fun is that? I don't care if you're a longtime supporter or you're a newbie to this. It's fun. That's what you want. You want to see Marshall do these things, and you can in soccer. You can do this. Absolutely, you can keep this up. You might not win the championship every year, but you can compete for it every year. How fun is this going to be if Chris Grassi can lock this thing down and make this a consistent part of our sports life? Every year, hey, Marshall going to make a run for the championship? Marshall's got a pretty good team this year. And wait till the women do it, too. If you can get the women's program to, to turn around like this, you're going to have two programs that can compete, and that's going to be fun. Because really, you got the same facility. That's the that's the plus here. You make sure you take care of that facility and add to it and expand it. It benefits both the men and women. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of a sport like soccer. It benefits both the men and women. That facility benefits both. And so you have a great foundation there. So that's our show today. We're going to talk about that. Uh, there's some other things we want to get into as well. We're not going to focus 100% on this. Um, we're going to talk a little West Virginia Power. They're trying to put together their team. They make a signing today. If you're a Herd fan, you might be interested in that. We'll get your phone calls in. As I mentioned, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to talking to you there. Uh, some good news out of the soccer program. We're going to talk about all of that and your phone calls, your social media posts, all of that. We'll do it this hour. If you're heading to a watch party, let me know on social where you're heading. Uh, I've been telling people all this week, head over to the Hall of Fame Cafe. If you've got a place you're going to, let me know. Send me, uh, send me a tweet. Let me know where you're at. Let me know where you're watching this thing. Photos. I want to see your watch party photos. Can I get that from you as well? Show me your watch party. Your, 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 easy for me to say. Show me your watch party photos. I'm going to be interested. I'm really interested in that. So if you've got them, you're going to be putting together a party. If you're home watching this thing, send them to me. Tag Marshall Soccer in them. Do it on Twitter. That'll be cool. Let them know that you're listening and watching. All right, when we continue, I've got Jake Griffith joining me. He's going to talk to us about this match. He's going to talk to us with statistics and numbers and analytics. He's got it all. You know why? Because he lives for this. And we're going to talk to him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Which is... um, a great thing to be here right now, which is, it's great because we have been having fun this week. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everyone to be here. And I just want to say that hopefully I can do this one more time on Monday, but we've started a new tradition. I've got Jake Griffith joining me from herdzone.com. 
It's great to be here with him. It's 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 been fun. I man, and we're talking about Marshall playing for the right to play in a championship, and Chris Grassy told us it was going to happen, and here it is. It's happening. Jay Griffith, join us. Um, you're not surprised. You you knew you knew when Chris Grassy said this was going to happen, it was going to happen. You're 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 not surprised. Not surprised at all. You know, in fact, just the other day, I was I was actually walking my dog, and it, it dawned on me that a couple of years ago, back before the pandemic, when I was actually able to broadcast on site, and Coach and I would do these post-match wrap-ups in the press box, it dawned on me that there was a YouTube video swimming around out there of Coach and I talking, I think 2018, and he said to me after a match, you know, we really feel like we feel good about this team. We're going to do this. We, you know, we, we feel like we're getting to that level where we're going to go win a national championship. And so, no, I'm not surprised at all. You know, I, I think the most surprising part about it is how quickly it came together. You know, he sort of mentioned in passing last year to me that he felt like last year's team was ahead of schedule. And this, I think this year's team has sort of taken a baseball bat to the schedule and just said, forget your schedule. We're here now. Our time is now. I mean, why not? Just go ahead, do it now. Why wait? Let's do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for that. Capitalize on the moment, you know, and that's that's what they've done. All right, here's um, here's where we have to get serious for a minute. Marshall's taking on North Carolina. Does Marshall have a legitimate shot here? Let's put um, yeah, be be objective here. Can Marshall win this tonight, and why? I think, yes, they can. And from an objective standpoint, I think you, you heard it in Chris Grassley's midweek press conference uh, for the College Cup. You know, he said, the four teams that are here, they're here for a reason. All four of these teams are talented. It's going to take a little bit of luck. We've seen Marshall. They've gotten a lucky bounce here or there. I mean, I think not even in the, in the national tournament. Think back to the Charlotte match. That ball takes an odd carom off of Jamil Roberts' cross. It hits. I believe Patrick Hogan in the hand, maybe arm area. The official awards the handball in the box, resulting in a Jan Eric Linehouse penalty kick. I mean, that was the game breaker right there. Yes, Pedro scored from a, a pounder from about 35 yards out, but Marshall got that little stroke of luck. They got to bounce their way. They're going to need a little bit of that, but so is North Carolina. I think Marshall has a legitimate chance tonight. I, I think that, you know, there's no reason to suspect that Marshall does not have a legit chance. The way they play that sort of attacking style where they can... I think the most impressive thing about Marshall is when they bring the ball down into the attacking third, they look like a different team every time. I know know, you'll appreciate this, Paul. I'm a big fan of the NHL, and I'm a big fan of the NHL video game. And back when they used to have Gary Thorne on there, he would always sort of say that was sort of the pre-recorded commentary. You know, oh, they've looked like a new team coming down the ice every single time. Marshall, they sort of live that. I mean, you you don't really know what you're going to get with Marshall in that attacking third, but in a good way. That There's a good connotation to that. And it's because they can throw so many looks at you. I remember a couple weeks ago, I asked Milo Yosef. I said, hey, yeah, you can score, but you've got Jamil that can score. You've got Pedro that can score. We've seen Colin and Nathan score. Max can score. Vitor can score. You've got guys coming in as substitutes. And Joao Souza, he can score. You've got Vinny that can score. And I think that that really is the, the unique thing about this Marshall team 
is they throw so many different looks in that final third, it seems. I think it's overwhelming. Even if the scoreline may be 1-0, 2-1, I think that just the wave that Marshall comes in can be overwhelming for I like how you threw in a Gary Thorne reference and also <laughs> threw in an NHL video game reference. Uh, the Was it the ESPN-branded video game one? I remember that well. Yeah, I think it was, it was like the OG NHL video game. Wow. I remember those. Um, <laughs> I, was, um, I was big on NHL uh, 94. Hey, NHL, hey, let me tell you what. NHL, those video games, those are really, really good. I, I really like the ones that they, they came out with a couple of years ago that had NBC in it, too. I thought those were pretty quality as well. You know that's going to change. You're going to have Turner Broadcasting. You're going to have ESPN. That's coming back. You're going to have Charles Barkley maybe talking about hockey. I don't want to get too far off the <laughs> subject here, but Charles Barkley and possibly Wayne Gretzky, part of the Turner Sports Broadcasting team, or at least uh, could you imagine that that pairing, talking hockey? You know, I really, I think really to get that trifecta going, you got to get Dale Jr. back in there. I remember a couple of years ago, the NBC was in Nashville for a playoff game, and they had Dale Jr. on during the half the, the intermission report. So I think you you got to get Wayne Gretzky, Charles Barkley, and Dale Jr. And that's like the holy trinity of hockey, clear. Okay, and I'll let this go after I did the research. I have to use it now. Uh, from 2007 to 2014, uh, Gary Thorne was uh, the head announcer in the game for EA Sports. Hey, Gary Thorne, he does, he's great at hockey. Every now and then I'll turn ESPN Sports Center on and I'll hear his calls of like baseball highlights too. I mean, like he, he's, he's one of the greats. Jay Griffith joins us. He's your um, – He's your Mr. Everything at HerdZone.com when it comes to video. Uh, I just basically said you were the voice of HerdZone.com. Is that, am I okay with that title? Can I use that? Yeah, I, th- I think I, the way I always introduce myself when people ask me what my position is, I always just tell them the TV play-by-play guy. Okay. Because we got Steve that does the radio, I do the TV, and it's one nice happy marriage, and then sometimes I do things like make match programs for – the college cup or uh, help set up live streams of baseball. You know, I sort of, I wear mini hats. Jay Griffith joins us. The, the TV face of herdzone.com. The <laughs> what's happening here tonight. This is, this is only the semifinal. There's, there's an alumni tailgate going on. There's a lot of hype for this thing. And I can't even imagine what it's going to look like Monday when Marshall's playing for the championship. But this is, this is blown up. I don't even know if North Carolina can respond to the way the herd has as far as social media presence, just blowing up the community of Cary. I'm sure the herd has descended upon Cary and has taken over that town. You know, it's really something special to see. And I hope that all Marshall fans really live it up as much as possible. You know, this is, I saw somebody say, you know, moments like these can be fleeting. And they're they're right. You know, you never know what can happen from season to season. You look at an Akron team that finished, a couple years ago, finished national runners-up to, I believe, Stanford in the College Cup. They come back the next year, they're stricken with injury to start the year, and they start 0-8, and and they dig themselves into a hole that's insurmountable. You just never, soccer is a cruel, cruel game. We saw it at the beginning of the year when Marshall played Ohio Valley to a 1-1 draw, you know, Marshall was the better team. You look at the stats, they had more corners, they had more chances, but 
that day was not there. You know, and that's somehow, sometimes that's how soccer is. So I hope Marshall fans that are down there, that are here in Huntington, that are across the world even, are just really soaking this in because this really is a special moment for Marshall. I don't think, and I'm being objective here when I say this again. I know I know it sounds hard for me to do as the guy that commentates these matches, but I really honestly, with every fiber of my being, believe that this is not going to be the last time Marshall's here. I think this is going to start to be more of the rule than the exception to the rule because I think what Coach Chris Grassy has done in his four years is, is outstanding. But I, but this time around, it being the first time, it's such a special occasion. I, I really do hope everybody's just enjoying. North Carolina Marshall coming up tonight. It's going to be six o'clock ESPNU. I'm sure there are watch parties all over the place. I'm sure your your watch party, whatever whatever you're doing for it, is uh, has already taken place. It's starting. Uh, I mean, do you have? I mean, what what are you going to do tonight? How are you? Because you're not calling this, so you're just watching. You're not a participant in this. You're an observer. How are you going to handle that? You know, I definitely will admit it's been unique because I have gotten so used to calling these matches or, or doing something, you know, and a lot of Marshall fans can probably still see that I'm on Twitter, you know, screen recording some of the, some of the, the, uh, some of the broadcast clips so they can see what's going on. Of course, you know, I don't want to run a foul of ESPN, so I'm probably not going to do that part this time, but uh, you know, it, it's been, it's been different. You know, I, I wish I was calling it as the broadcaster in me, but at the same time, you know, the Marshall fan in me and, and the guy that's friends with Graffy and, and loves these players, you know, I'm just I'm just happy for them that they're here. So so whether I'm there or whether I'm not there, I'm just glad to be a part of a part of you know all this and, and hanging on for the ride. I will say that as far as the I have not approached it any differently. I mean I I probably, you know, if you want to get into uh, you know, the the three four three form that North Carolina runs or the fact that they had a, a, a uh, all region selection from the United Soccer Coaches. I mean, like as far as prep work goes, I probably could call this match if they called me and said, "Hey, we we need you to come down to North Carolina right now." You know, I mean, I could probably call it right now as it is because I've just done so much research that, and that's just kind of what I do. That's, I think that's just who I am as a person. You were hoping, don't lie. You were hoping that they, Jake. <laughs> hey, Jake. Um, a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, we had some food poisoning down here. Can you how 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 quick can you get down here? You were hoping. Yeah, I'd send the helicopter in. I'll just I'll just land on land the helicopter next to the field, and I'll just come do the match. Now, it uh, you know these these are obviously as a broadcaster, you know you want to do as many things as you can. I mean, I'd love to be a million places at once, but it has been nice to sort of approach it sort of in a different manner. Um, you know, it allows me to, to hang out with my dog a little bit. You know, I hate to leave him alone. So, but it's, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been neck deep in the research and I've got a, a story coming out from, uh, uh, on, on Marshall social media here, probably within the next couple minutes, um, about, uh, got some sound bites from coach Grassy and it just about preparation for this match. And I think it'll be an interesting listen. Jay Griffith joins us, herdzone.com. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Um, so yesterday, the news came across the email uh, almost a, a little too late for me. Marshall men's soccer junior midfielder, Vitor Diaz, United Soccer Coaches first team All-American. Uh, that is huge for this, uh, this young man. That's huge for Marshall as well. That's just another example of what Chris Grassy has been talking about. Uh, you can come to Marshall 
and you can do these things. Yeah, I, I think that that really just shows the strides that the program has made. You know, congratulations are in order for Vitor. But also, Jamil Roberts has been running around saying that Vitor Diaz is the best player in college hockey. And although Vitor, he was a semifinalist for the Matt Herman Trophy, the finalist came out, he was not one of the three men's finalists. I, I believe that there is something to what Jamil has been saying. I don't think Jamil's too far off base there. You know, Vitor, by the time his career is over, we could be talking about Vitor not just as one of the greatest martial players to play, but if his career trajectory continues upward, we could be looking at Vitor as one of the best college soccer players to play. And I, I mean, and that's no, that, that is no conjecture at all. I, I don't think, you know, the, the thing that's hard, I think, for people to, the casual soccer fan to understand is they compare, they, they stat watch sort of the same way they do like basketball, where they're like, oh, well, you know, this, you know he's not putting up these, these crazy, the things that Vitor does, and this is going to sound coach speaky, but the things that Vitor does, some of them don't show up in the box score. The runs he makes, the pressure that he puts on an opposing team's back line. I mean, he demands a lot of attention. I mean, you can go back to uh, the last match Marshall played it. I mean, that beautiful setup, the, the whole play itself, where they go from near side of the pitch, a good ball cross to the far side, but then that nifty little move by Vitor, just get a little bit of free space, able to tap it over to Jamil, and Jamil's able to finish. It's things like that that underscore why Vitor Diaz is one of the best players in college soccer. All right, is he the Chad Pennington of this team? Is he the Randy Moss of this team? Is he the John Elmore of this team? You know, put it in perspective for us where his legacy is going to be. Right now, it's pretty strong. You know, I'll throw out a name. I'll throw out a name here for you. And this is digging into the record books, but putting it in terms of soccer, uh, a name Byron Carmichael may may ring a bell for a couple people. Uh, you know, one of the one of the, the I, I already used the term OG once, but really one of the, the OG men soccer players in the late '90s and the early 2000s. You know, I think that when you look through the record book and you see Byron's name littered everywhere, Byron Carmichael, that is, name littered everywhere, you know, he's one of the greatest players to put on a Marshall shirt and wear the M. I think Vitor Diaz, as great as Byron was, I think Vitor Diaz could be that or more for this Marshall team. You know, I mean, we're talking about a guy that last year he was more of a facilitator. And then this year, sort of given that opportunity to become a scorer, we've seen Vitor can do that and then some. Jake Griffith joins me. He is the television voice and face of HerdZone.com and everything else. Well, HerdVision, HerdZone, you know, all of those things. Uh, Again, you do so much, though. I have a hard time just pinning you down to one title. You've been following the Marshall soccer team. You've been checking in, I'm sure, uh, getting all the reports going into this one. I found out about the hype video that gets showed on the bus yesterday uh, with Alexandra Warrington. She was uh, on the show, and she was sharing some of her uh, her point of view and perspective. Uh, how crazy will the next video be? Because uh, we're already, yeah, I, can, I know we can look ahead, Coach can't, but we're already looking ahead to Monday. Uh, how um, how amazing will it be to to possibly be at that moment Chris Grassy talked about when he gets that final hotel card key? That's the thing he wants. He wants a ho- he wants a hotel card key for that final day. Yeah, he really hammered home that point about the key card when we were in that press conference midweek. But I, you know, I think the the interesting thing is 
for, for Coach Grassy, people know about his success at University of Charleston. They know what he helped turn the UC Eagles into. He went to three national semifinals. He also went to, my math not mistaken, I think he went to two national finals at the Division II level. People also don't realize that as an assistant coach in 2010 at Michigan, he went to the College Cup. They lost in the semifinals to Akron. And I actually went back. I found that match on YouTube, and I watched it. It's not, actually, some of the videos appear in my latest story for Marshall Social Media, but I watched that match. Man, I'll tell you what. He was right. That Michigan team, they were fantastic, and they just came up just short. There was a chance late in that match that one of the Michigan players was sort of in on net. There was only one defender to beat. He puts a shot on goal, and when I tell you, that if it would have gone an inch to the left, it would have gone in. He put it an inch to the right, off the woodwork, out. Goalie doesn't even make the save. He had the goalie completely beat for Akron. That would have tied the match at two, and they ended up losing 2-1. Coach Graffy, you can see the fire in his eyes. Though, and I even said this in my story. I said, he's been in the national semifinal four times as a head coach. Once at the Division I level, three times. As a Division Two or as a Division Two coach, and all four times they've come up short. Those shortcomings what, are what fuel him. I thought the most interesting thing about that soundbite he gave was that he said, "Every morning I get up and I think about those losses." And sure, that may be a little bit of a stretch of the truth. I, I don't think it is. I, I think knowing the guy that Chris Grassy is, I, I think he does. I think he gets up in the morning and he dwells on those and says, "I'm going to right these wrongs. We came so close these other times." I'm not going to let it happen this time. And, and the team has completely bought it. I think that there's no question about the buy-in with this team. They've completely bought in to what Coach Grassy is saying. And, and I, I, again, I was having this conversation with a coworker earlier this week. Yeah, they, they beat the number one team and the defending national champions and, and, you know, and this, that, and the other. But you have to remember, this is a team that's comprised heavily of international players. They really don't care about Clemson and North Carolina and Georgetown. They care about winning. That's really what they care about the most. So they don't get caught up in the whole, oh, we're playing on ESPNU or we're at, you know, Med Soccer Park. And, you know, we're going to play on, you know, this match. There's no ooing and eye. You know, most of these guys, they played in sort of developmental systems where they were playing in stadiums as young players that had 50,000, 60,000 feet. Coach Grassy said that during his press conference. You know, the, the, I think at this point, the only team that can beat Marshall, that can prevent Marshall from reaching their goal, is Marshall. And I know that sounds cliche to say. We hear that in sports all the time. But I think this team, they have a nice mix of veteran leadership, talented young players. They've all bought in. There's no question marks about this team. I think they're hot, and I think they've got, some, they've got a good stretch of luck and I think that that sort of creates a perfect storm for really that makes it hard for the opponent to overcome. Jake Griffith, my guest. I was going to ask you about the players. Are they fueling themselves partially on what coach is maybe feeling, what his fuel is, or are they taking some of that fuel and adding it to their fire? And I think you pretty much hit it there. I was kind of curious how they're feeding off a coach and what their feelings are, because you're right. They don't care that they beat Clemson. Clemson who? Georgetown who? North Carolina who? No disrespect. It's just 
Yeah, they didn't grow up thinking that Clemson as a name was was a major college program or North Carolina as a name was a major college program. You probably had to tell them that, oh, okay, this is North Carolina. This is why they're kind of a big deal. I'm sure they are not disrespecting North Carolina in any shape of the imagination, but you had to probably explain it to them. Right, and and again, yeah, what you just said, when I, when I say that, that they're like, oh, you know, we don't really care. It's not in a disrespectful fashion at all. No, they give – the first thing that Coach Grassi always tells me is, you know, hey, when we prepare for this team, we're going to give them the due diligence they deserve. We're going to give them the respect that they deserve. It's more as though, like, a lot of times we see it in the college basketball national tournament. A smaller school upsets a bigger school, and then, the you know – the, the sports channels, the sports outs, they make a huge deal out of it. And and the players can maybe get caught up in that. And they're like, wow, this is huge. You're on this national stage. When I say that they're like, oh, big whoop, it's because in terms of the international stage, outside of America and outside of Division I NCAA soccer, the national soccer tournament really, you know, it's kind of like it's another tournament, right? Whereas, like, you know, most people worldwide, the, the, you know, March Madness is a worldwide phenomenon. I think we can all agree on that. You know, to them and these players, this is another cup we're chasing. This is another tournament we're playing in. These are more matches that we need to win. There's very much so a business workman-like attitude about this, whereas opposed, where some schools may, may get caught up in the bright lights and the hype and the national attention. They're kind of like, hey, We've been here before, not on this particular stage, but in all of our individual lives, we've done this. Because, Paul, as you and I know, soccer is the world game. Outside of America and Canada, soccer is a way of life. I always joke that Canadians come out of the womb with hockey skates on. Outside of Canada and the United States, you come out of the womb with boots on. And if you're a keeper, you call it gloves. I mean, like, soccer is the number one thing outside of the United States of America. And so the developmental systems are off the charts. Like what Coach Grassy said, they're playing in front of 50, 60,000 seat stadiums at the developmental level, at U13, U14, U15. So to them, there is no, oh, oh, you know, we're so nervous because we've never done this before. They've done it, maybe not at the NCAA tournament, but they've done it at, you know, a guy like Milo Yosef, who played in the Borussia Mönchengladbach system. Uh, you know, Jan-Erik Leinhost played for Hessen Castle. You know, Jamil Roberts, he had a he had a trial run with Grimsby Town and Ivy Bridge at community college when he was there. You know, uh, you know these, these guys, they've done they They played in big stages. Big stages, they're not shying away from the moment. Big stages are what their entire lives are all about. Jake Griffith joining me tonight. It's Marshall taking on North Carolina. Before I let you go, I need to know this. Uh, did you come out of the womb with the microphone in your hand, the headset on? What was the uh, what was the deal here for you? No, you know, the whole the whole journalism thing, and I know my dad is listening to this, so I, I, I'm going to give him a shout-out here. The whole journalism thing came about, my dad and I were on the way back from a Cincinnati Bengals game. Yep. That's right, the Bengals. Yep, I'm down we're with that. We're on the way back. And my dad looked at me and he was like, you know, I always like to talk when I was a kid. I still like to talk. And uh, he was like, you know, you, you enjoy talking and you enjoy sports. And I said, yeah. And he was like, what do you do when you go to a sporting event? And I was like, I don't know. He said, you pay to buy a ticket and then you inevitably sit there and you talk about the game. And I said, okay. 
He said, what if you got paid to talk about the game? And I was like, you know, it's like an epiphany. I was like, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. I think I was like eight or nine maybe at the time. So that's kind of how that developed. Like when I was like really, really little, I wanted to be an astronaut. Because what kid doesn't want to go to space, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like little kids all have to say, oh, I want to be a pro athlete. I want to go to space. Or, you know, I want to do, I want to be rich, you know. And so, but after about that period, after my dad had that conversation with me, I was like, this is a great idea. Yeah, I, I love that. Jake Griffith, former astronaut wannabe, now a broadcaster for HerdZone.com. We'll talk to you Monday. I'm just going to go ahead and book it now. Monday, we'll talk about the championship. Hey, do not be shocked if Marshall comes out there today and they win this match and we're talking about the Thundering Herd competing for a national championship on Monday night. Don't be shocked. I'm not going to be shocked. I don't think you're going to be shocked either. Can I call my opponent or should I just hold that? Can I call my opponent? That, see, I'm somewhat superstitious just a little bit. That, I don't know if I do, but I, I'm not shying away from saying that I think this team will be in the national championship match on Monday. Okay, I'll go. I'll just leave it there then. Well, I'll, 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 tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you my call after it's all over, if I was right. Hey, that sounds good to me. All right, Jay Griffith joins us. We appreciate him for dropping in and getting us caught up on what's happening with Marshall Soccer. Quick timeout. We will continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Some good news if you are a fan of baseball in the state of West Virginia and you're looking forward to seeing the West Virginia Power this year, the Power have signed a former Marshall standout. Aaron Blair has signed with the West Virginia Power. So the Power signed a 2013 first-rounder in Aaron Blair. The Power beginning their inaugural season in the Atlantic League, and they're opening up its 16th season at Appalachian Power Park against the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. That is coming up. Later this year, I mean, seriously, um, they've got exhibition games already. The Power are going to play three exhibition games against the Black Sox, a Road Warrior Pro baseball team from the Yinzer League. They play in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania. The first game is going to be Friday, May 21st, with game time at 7.05, followed by games on Saturday, May 22nd. The game time of 6:35 and Sunday, May 23rd, with the game time set for 5:05. The gates will open a half hour before game times. Tickets are only five dollars. So, if you're a herd fan, you got a new reason now. Head up to Charleston now and then if you are in the immediate area, or if you're a fan of the power and you're a little bit closer, you got a reason just to drive on over and see Aaron Blair. Hopefully this will be a good path for him to try to continue his career. Andy Shea, who's the power owner, he said this is very exciting on and off the field having Aaron join the power. He said Aaron has had major league talent since being drafted in the first round out of Marshall. It's great to have him back in West Virginia. So, uh, the West Virginia Power off and running as uh, this is the new era of power baseball. 
and Aaron Blair is going to be on the team. So it'll be interesting to see how many more homegrown, how many more local players that the power will sign. Will you see a nice mix? Maybe some Marshall players, West Virginia players, West Virginia-born players. What kind of mix will you see? Obviously, it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be an aggressive team, I think, because the goal here is not to develop players, it's to win. I mean, there is a pathway back into Major League Baseball, but still this is a team that they're not trying to develop players, they're trying to win. And you're still trying to develop your players, get the best out of them, but the goal here is not to develop them and advance them to the next level, the next stage. You're not coaching, you're not playing with the mindset that you're preparing this player for the next team, the next team. The power are trying to put together the best talent they can get their hands on to play and win baseball. So hopefully we will see more out of the power here in the next few weeks and the next few days, actually. All right, that's going to um, that's going to do it for this segment. We'll come back and wrap it up here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One final time for this Friday, Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone doing it. It's kind of been a, a different week for me here at the, at the show, talking a little bit about soccer every day. Uh, definitely, I'm going to be honest with you, definitely not in my wheelhouse as much as it is for others, but I'm uh, grateful to be going on this journey as well as those who have loved soccer from day one. Uh, of course, you know, being a grad of Marshall University, you kind of you always smile when one of the sports programs, one of the athletic teams does well. And so you know, I've said it before and I said it again, I don't care what sport Marshall plays. If Marshall's in it, I'm in it to win it as well. So here we are. Soccer, Marshall in the semifinals, the College Cup coming up tonight, 6 o'clock ESPN. You, if you're looking for a place to go, I've been telling people to go to the Marshall Hall of Fame Cafe. If you're going to be at a watch party tonight, I mean, kind of give me an idea what your party looks like. If you can find me on Twitter, I'm at Paul Swan. Shoot me a photo. Give me sort of a, an idea of what your watch party is going to be like, You know how, um, how much fun you're having. Send me maybe a quick video clip. When Marshall scores, send me a reaction shot. Send me some fun stuff here. I'll be looking for you on social media. And, of course, back here on Monday, I hope to be doing this all over again. And uh, after that, we'll be talking about a national championship. Monday, we're going to be playing for a national championship, at least on this program. We're going to be playing for one, right? Tuesday, we're going to be talking about a national champion in Marshall. That is what we've got planned coming up. I don't have anything else booked. Monday, I haven't even started looking for guest bookings for next week. It's just going to be Marshall Soccer on Monday, Marshall Soccer on Tuesday. And let's hope that everything that is going on right now, that my prediction is right. I, I'm also calling, I can't call, I'm not going to call them out loud. I'm calling my opponent. I've already picked my opponent. I know I can't do that right now. I don't want to jinx it. I can't do that. But I'm picking my opponent. I'm going to seal it in a in an envelope, hermetically sealed mayonnaise jar. Back porch is where that's going to be. 
will reveal that on Monday if I get it right. I'll be honest with you. I will tell you if I, if I pick the wrong team. I will be honest with you. I think I'm going to be right, though. But it's going to be Marshall. Marshall's going to the championship. Let's just go ahead and put that down. As Jake said earlier, stolen from a, a fine sportscaster himself, uh, Sharpie. We're just going to put Sharpie on this. Marshall's going to be in the championship. We're going to be talking about the championship on Monday. If Marshall wins this thing, we'll definitely get Coach Grassy on later in the week, next week. I want to try to get Mike Hamrick on. I would love to talk to him after this is all done because Mike Hamrick put a lot of this in motion. Mike Hamrick put the pieces together that brought this about. And plus... He should be pretty proud. The academic numbers coming out, the way Marshall has performed. He's got a lot to be proud of, and that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Back on Monday here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.